A dad reconnects with his daughter after getting stuck in a train. The horde of zombies in Train to Busan. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. You know, we saw, we got, we got planes, trains, now we just need automobiles, and mm. we'll complete the trifecta of right. zombie movies. So if we can just get, like, speed right. with zombies? I feel like Zombieland probably has oh. automobiles in it, right? It, I mean, it definitely has a car or two. I mean, yep. yeah. Last of Us had a car. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Some <laughs> of the other movies had cars, too. But, um, I don't know. More John Candy. It's certainly not every day that you get stuck in a train with a horde of zombies, Alex. No, for sure. Snakes on a plane, but have you seen horde of zombies in a train? Oh, (laughs) well, I have now. Actually, I have again. I saw this one that came out. Well, welcome back to the Monsters vs. Men podcast. This is the bargain basement of the Monster Podcasting Airwaves, where two friends try to stay alive and stay connected. By chatting about weekly monster movies. This week we are discussing Train to Busan. I'm Eric. I'm Alex. And <laughs> that was a great way of introducing yourself, man. Did you like how excited I sounded? You're very chipper. Incredibly <laughs> excited. Yeah. It's like you're I really just re- not recording <laughs> your third episode of the evening. Yeah, and I'm not sick at all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, if that's not good enough reason already, let's go ahead and jump into this film's discussion, shall we? Let's do it. 2016's Train to Busan takes a foreign turn for us. Foreign in a literal sense, but also foreign in a couple of distinct ways. We get a different type of setting, a different set of characters, and a different sort of zombie. But the main question to consider, Alex, in Korean zombies... Outrun American zombies? Ooh, that is a good question. I mean, these guys are pretty tough, I gotta say. But when you compare them to something like World War Z's zombies, they seem like they're even they're much faster than these. Like I feel like they could have caught the train at the end uh, mm-hmm. in World War Z. This one, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're pretty quick. They don't seem to get tired or anything like that. But no, the Korean zombie, they just can't keep up. Not anymore, yeah. but but that that's not to to badger them because there are some other interesting things about these zombies that make them maybe some of my favorite zombies we've got. And, you know, anything mm. from the blood to to just their quirks, I guess the, how how they work in the environment, depending on whether it's light or dark. There's a lot of elements here that the film has with these zombies that make them feel. Very dangerous, manipulatable, but ultimately very, very monstrous, which I really appreciate about the film. Now, what about you? Who's faster, Korean zombies or American zombies? The reality is, is I don't think anybody's quite as determined as these Korean zombies. (laughs) These things are tough and determined, but 
I don't think they outrun the zombies we saw last week in World War Z. Uh, they're holding their own, right? Yeah. Especially when it comes to their strength and durability and holding on to trains. <laughs> but they uh, will not beat World War Z zombies in a race. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's interesting in this film, Alex, that we don't kill many zombies. <laughs> no. And, and when you think about it, that makes sense. Because... There's no real way, honestly, for most of our everyday sorts of characters to permanently kill these zombies. Like, you and I, we would do the exact same thing in our day-to-day lives. We, we might bludgeon them, yes. Yeah, we, we bludgeon during bat. our day-to-day lives often. <laughs> <laughs> but we can't impale their brains, necessarily. Oh, yeah. And unless we're military personnel, we're not torching them with flamethrowers. We have to go through them, around them, or in some cases, above them, mm. using our observation skills and quick wit. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, 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 their durability is very interesting here. I, I am surprised a few didn't die. Like, who didn't get that brain smash type deal mm-hmm. here, even with the baseball bat, you know? can kill yeah. somebody with a baseball bat but i i think i think really when i was watching this this movie though it wasn't the zombies that had me asking questions it was the movie as a whole because we've seen a lot of zombie films we've discussed on mvm plus like what is it about the zombie genre that has maybe made us feel a little more tired than some of our other series not that we're disliking any of the or most of the movies, but we're, we're, there's a little bit of a sense of exhaustion. You know, actually, Cece brought up a point yesterday, yesterday to me, Eric. She mm-hmm. said, is it because the zombies at the end of the film are ongoing? There's this thing that never goes away, and it's doom and gloom at the end, even if our characters yeah. get a happy ending. Is it just because <laughs> it, everything is done for? Pretty much. Yeah, there's no like happy endings of zombie movies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think Shaun of the Dead is the only one that they get rid of the zombies at the end. Mm-hmm. And you have a couple <laughs> that are being kept as pets. Yeah. Um, I was like, that's a really good point, Cece. I think that you may have hit the nail on the head of what might be. Because you and me were like, it's not necessarily the zombies, but it's something else. And I think that might be it. But I was, I was watching this movie, you know, we're trying to figure out what movies to add into our series. And the question here is, does the zombie genre need this film? Is it necessary? Mm-hmm. And after everything else we have watched, does it do something new? I say it is a resounding yes. Not because of the fun train dy- dynamics, which are excellent. But it's the characters here that are the real standout. I would say, on average, probably, per person in the movie, I care more about the characters here than in any other film that we've watched in the zombie series. There's more characters here that I've cared for than anything else. Hmm. That's not to dismiss the other characters we've loved in the past. Shout out to you, Jerry. But... It really sucks to see some of the because, like, when you're watching this, it really sucks to see some of these characters get bit. In a lot of the other movies, we expect them to get bit. We're just waiting for it to happen, mm-hmm. and we know it's going to happen to some of them here. Yeah. But when you see it happen, it it hits a bit harder than it has it in a lot of our other movies, and that's a real testament to the film 
I have to say. And what I love is that our main character mm-hmm. is completely unlikable and just miserable. And he turns into a somewhat lovable protagonist. Uh, this Suk Woo. Sorry, we're going to butcher names on this episode, just so everybody knows. He is awful at the beginning. But his transformation during the film from selfish, just like the COO, mm-hmm. to being just like Sang Hua, you know, this big bodybuilder, almost like <laughs> in, in size character, is completely believable. I mean, at the end of this film... He is essentially talking to himself when he's knocked the COO to the ground and is yelling at him that they could have saved other people. Just a few hours ago, he closed the door on Song Hua. And yeah. I think it's really great stuff because I believe that he is transformed in these yeah. moments. Yeah. And characters like Song Hua and his wife, uh, Song Kyung, really help the film develop even more of its human elements here. And yes, the little girl obviously does generate sympathy, and she's really well done. Uh, But it's those three characters in particular that I think really, they don't even have to carry the film because there's other characters that I think are interesting, but they elevate this beyond a lot of what we've seen so far and more than most films uh, in the series for sure. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I did want to touch on the ending for a second because the ending is rough. I mean, it is emotionally (laughs) rough. If you listen to the show much, you know I don't like being emotionally manipulated. I like emotion in my film, but I just think that the film has to earn it. Here, I think it's a bit of both, to be honest. I think the emotions at the end from Sue Ann are incredible. But I think we get to the point of it being too much a few times. Not that the reaction is unrealistic. It's actually very realistic. But it's what the film decides to show us and how it decides to handle those final intimate emotional moments between father and daughter. I felt sad in these moments, but it was kind of like in a uh, sad way and not a deep Ah. pit in my stomach sort of sadness. Overall, though... (laughs) I agree with you. The the characters here are fantastic and memorable. Um, From our put himself first at all cost villain to our baseball (laughs) bat swinging reluctant lovebird to our redemption arc dad. We get characters that stand out and have real arcs to their stories. Even our even our homeless guy who doesn't oh, yeah. say hardly any words still somehow has an arc. <laughs> an arc, right? It's it's all and and most of the arcs are all just about um, losing yourself in some way, right? For another person. Mm-hmm. That, yep, that's yep, what it, centers around. Um, that's which yeah, is interesting, exactly. except for our bad COO character who doesn't do that. Um, and mm-hmm. dies scared at the end. Yeah, he does. And, and, and that's really what the film at the end of the day is all about. You know, it's a dad finally stepping up, right? And not mm-hmm. just a dad stepping up, but everybody stepping up on the behalf of others. Now, I do like that the film portrays people stepping up and people mm-hmm. stepping down, right? Yeah people following instead of leading. And I like that we get that moment where they 
quarantine the others because oh, yeah. they've all decided to cave into the fear rather than kind of leading the charge. I, I appreciate that this film shows, you know, not everybody's a hero and not just one guy. That's a lot of villains really to have who are not going to allow a little girl into the car. Yeah. And what I really like about all of this though, is while it would work in, in a lot of other films because of the horror that's done in this film, I think it really elevates all of these moments that you feel for these characters Mm -hmm. and the tenseness. Like there are zero jump scares in this film. Mm Mm-hmm. But the design of the zombies in Train to Busan, they're hard R-rated zombies. Not hard R, but they're R-rated zombies. And they're actually just R-rated zombies kind of from World War Z for the most part, you know? Mm -hmm. They they do the same like body (laughs) crunching and twisting when they turn. Uh, they have the veins uh, going through them because they're infected, but they're so much bloodier and menacing. Bec- uh, like they're 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 drooling blood, and they're leaving bloody handprints everywhere they go. Like they make every scene they're in that much more tense. Oh, like yeah. during the tunnel sequences, especially, <laughs> I think the design of these zombies really comes to a head for me. They're pretty haunting to look at those white eyes and the vacant look on them while with all the twisting and shaking, it just makes them so intimidating. Oh yeah. In the way they pile on quickly fleeing themselves again, very world war Z. But this time what I like is they have a pretty huge weakness. They're almost blind. They can spot humans in daylight, but once it's dark, they can't see. And it seems like, it's almost impossible to kill these things. You kind of mentioned their durability earlier. We know they can be killed because at the end of the film, we see dead ones, but golly, how many baseball bat hits to the head can you take? We don't see that our heroes kill any of them. And I think this introduced all of these elements introduce some interesting storytelling potential. And I think the film uses it really well, especially the darkness this is a really fun moments when they're having to navigate them in the dark via different ways because they're running out of resources. They don't have another phone to throw and call. Like, so they're climbing on the, on the rafters. I, I just, these moments are really cool, but they're also used to further the world explanation. When they get to Busan, we notice that it's a tunnel that's protecting Busan. So they're using this giant tunnel so that no zombies are going to be running at them. Mm-hmm. They can just pick them off in the tunnel because they don't have to worry about them because once they go in the tunnel, they can't see. Yeah, I really like these elements. And at the end of the day, and I know I'm going on here, I think this movie is really special because of all of these elements. These characters work perfectly with this very visceral horror. Mm-hmm. But I will say, mm-hmm. while the monsters are grotesque, and there's blood dripping out of them. I don't feel like it ever goes over the top. There's never a Romero moment. Yeah. Where we're seeing someone ripped into pieces, uh-huh. sometimes for no reason or for an overlong yeah. thing. It feels like everything in this kind of, does have a purpose. Yeah. Well, I, I'll tell you another thing that's unique about this film is unlike a Romero zombie picture, it doesn't feel very allegorical. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel like it's trying to say much. 
And I'm not saying that at all in a negative way. It's not trying to be sophisticated, right? Or have this sort of political or uh, societal message. It's actually just a straightforward film um, that is trying to entertain, but also trying to show us some characters and and really do its storytelling through those characters. So I, I did find that quite effective, Alex, and, and I thought it was a refreshing change of pace. Mm-hmm. I will say there are a couple of instances in this film that were just, it was hard for me to suspend my disbelief for a second. Oh, yeah? Well, I mean, we just, there's a couple moments. Like, we go from these zombies being, I'm going to, um, like, they just, they're just destroying everything in sight, to our three macho male characters going to box their way through oh, yeah. a yeah. car full of them, which, granted, is an awesome scene, and it's a great, <laughs> it's, like, really cool looking, and I enjoyed yeah. it, but I also was like... I don't understand the logic of this. Like you're, you're getting mm-hmm. your way through this horde, but then at the end of the film, one zombie is able to take you down. Um, and because he didn't have his shield or his tape. I on his know, but you know what I'm saying? It's just, I it, it's a little, it's confused as to, as to how that works out. Uh, there's just a couple pieces of zombie logic that didn't quite go well um (laughs) like two minutes to climb up on those rafters and crawl across it felt like five minutes in the film oh yeah it was only two minutes and they just said they only had two minutes like and they hadn't even figured out a plan until they went out there and they're like we're gonna like what (laughs) (laughs) normally it's you complaining about zombie logic alex but here for some reason those small things stood out to me yeah um but Overall, I really did uh, stay engaged with this film, and 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 it was it comes back to those characters, like you said, that really make a difference. Yeah, uh, and and I actually agree with all your points, and they're all things I noticed. The the punching without put it at least put tapes on tape on your knuckles, right, or something. Yeah, that moment, and then like you said, I did notice like it's, this is taking way over two minutes, but also time in movies, it, like anytime there's some sort of time limit put on a movie. Very rarely does it actually. Oh, oh last it's, it's true. It's or true. Is it, we've had it's other short. movies like that too. But it's just like, don't make a point of it. You know, don't make a point of like pointing out the uh, movie and or pointing yeah. out the time and then never returning to the time. Right. Usually, what films do is they'll like Ooh, it'll be like yeah. there's like a two minute timer and then three minutes pass, but only thirty seconds on the clock have passed. Right. And so you you kind of are yes. like oh, okay. Here, we just never go back to that time. And you're like, this is taking a while. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's right, yeah. a little different. Anyway, Alex, on MVM Plus today, um, we talk about some movies that we're interested in seeing. Uh, what we're going to be watching next after our episode next week. We finally get around to that. Uh, we talk about Miyazaki, of course. Um, mm-hmm. like we do every week. No, we don't. We talk about <laughs> Miyazaki. And we talk about George Romero's son. Yeah. All on MVM Plus this That's week. right. That's right. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's over at patreon.com forward slash MVM pod where you can become a bargain base mite and get access to that ex- episode in our entire backlog of episodes. Patreon.com 
forward slash MVM pod. Let's get into our awards though. Alex, compelling character, who do you have? Yeah, I've got Sanghua. This is the yeah. dad of the oh yeah, um, the soon to be dad. Um, he's yes. he's the one one of the best characters in the Eternals movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but he's just a powerhouse, and you want to know a little bit more about his history because the way he dresses, you don't expect him to. I mean, he's a big guy; you could tell <laughs> immediately. But the way he dresses, he looks. He doesn't look as powerful as he ends up being. And as whatever he does in his spare time, you know, good for him because that man knew how to fight. <laughs> uh-huh. What about you? Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> my compelling character is a bit of a left field one because the character we never see, but it was a character that I was kind of interested in. And in, in if we would ever see this character or how the character would come into play. And that is actually the mom on the other end of this oh. father-daughter relationship um, who plays a big part in this movie despite not being in the movie, right? She is kind of the catalyst. She was able to convince Suan to uh, go see her um, and to ask to go see her. So we don't really get much of her. We don't know this prior relationship between her and um, uh, Sakwu. We, we don't know their prior relationship much, but we can assume certain things about them. And so I'm interested in seeing like, what was that relationship there? Um, Is that mom still alive somewhere? I know there's a sequel to this movie. I I don't know if, if the mom is in it or not, but that would be interesting. Yeah. I don't think it has any returning characters um, in the other one. I'm not sure about that, but I don't believe it does. And I very, very much want to watch it though. Now, I mean, that would make sense to me, considering <laughs> the characters we have left. So. Yeah, right. I know. Uh, what about your most memorable line award, Alex? Um, mine is from our main character. Um, oh, golly. Sukwu. Um, yeah. He says, <laughs> after luring the zombies away and they get, they get into their little safe haven, after they realize... Everyone they care about safe. They says, "Why is your ringtone so tacky?" Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like that moment because it's clear that these two have started to bond through yeah. what everything that they just went through in that few minutes of going through the train. Um, mm-hmm. They're starting to bond and starting to understand each other a lot better. And actually, it's really just Sok Wu kind of changing to be more like uh, Sangwa. Yeah, in a lot of ways, but I, I like that, and it really reveals some of the character. I most remember line oh, no. comes at the end of this film. It's one of those moments where I'm just like, ah, and it was the Suan telling her dad, oh. "Don't go, right? Don't leave me." Yeah, I'm like, just kind of crushing. Yeah, oh, that's brutal. Oh, that's crushing. Did, <laughs> I did mean, you think we're both? have daughters that's that's a crushing line (laughs) yeah it is it is did did you think you're gonna get a uh night of the living dead moment at the end of this film i guess we'll talk about that more in a moment well (laughs) we can talk about that in just a second we'll get there yeah good 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 point um can't believe the acting award alex Mm, mine goes to suan as sue or sorry sue and kim as suan uh and that's the little girl Anytime uh-huh. there's a great kid actor, we got to give him a shout out. 
And she does a yep. really great job here. She has to do a lot of emotions, a lot of crying. And she's got she's she's she can't touch she can't touch the Gamera child actors though. No, no. I mean nobody can. Nobody <laughs> can. And it's not fair to compare her to something like no, that caliber, not. you know. Um, but she does an excellent job. I hope she had a great career after this. I actually don't think she did much after this, but Jim. 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 Oh man. Yeah, dude. She is ridiculous. As I said, those moments might have went on a little too long for me. <laughs> right? Like it's just like, oh my gosh. Uh, but she was, yeah, she was the reason that it was emotional. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I've got to go to the other end of that relationship, and that is Gong Yu, who plays our main character, Saku. Mm-hmm. Um, he's fantastic as well. That subtle transformation um, that he has throughout the entire thing, uh, the entire movie, is impressive. And you see how much he cares at the end. Mm-hmm. And it is a transformation in his character. Um, so yeah, he he's great, um, good actor. Yeah, very, very. How about oh, that's a good shot. Mine's gonna go to the most reminiscent of the Jurassic Park, The Lost World, and that is okay. uh, when they're. <laughs> it's a little bit different, but. It's once that trains crash and you have the zombies hanging over uh, them while they're pinned in that area. Yeah. I was yeah. like, that was a nice little claustrophobic. It's a little extra. Um, the whole moment is, but I, I also I actually, I do like it. It's, it's pretty tense little moment. So it's kind of cool. Oh yeah. yeah. That was cool. It's very claustrophobic. Um, what about you? Sure. My, my, Oh, that's a good shot award goes to, the uh i don't know her name oh wife, the, the, the wife pregnant wife um oh, i think it's yeah Sun uh, hang Kyung. hang on i got it uh and uh suan going together into the dark tunnel um i honestly thought i thought what was going to happen is the film was going to cut off as they went into the dark tunnel um, uh-huh. and it was going to be kind of like this uh ominous symbol of them heading into the dark together um you know at least they're side by side even though it seems like a pretty terrible situation they're gonna go Mm -hmm. into this dark um passageway together what i didn't expect was yes Mm -hmm. almost a night of the living dead sort of moment and i really thought that was going to happen uh for a brief second oh Uh, because this film got dark really fast at the end. It decided in like the last 15 minutes that we weren't just going to kill all the other characters. We were going to care all the characters that you cared about. Um, so <laughs> yes. like we were just, we did, you thought we were going to stop at Sanqua. Yeah. Right. We're going to kill everybody. Right? Um, everybody for two characters. We're going to kill everybody. And it, yeah, it was rough, but uh, I thought, who knows? I, I had no idea. It, it had me buying that. Hey, this is a possibility. They might get shot right here. Um, just because the way that they're kind of standing next to each other and, and mandering on, it did they did look zombie-like. Uh, so I was, I was worried for a second. Uh, I'm glad it didn't turn out that way, but I was worried. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a good that's a good moment. Uh, it's tense. Cool, man. So, um, well, unique award. What you got? Um, I'm the, it's a best zombie okay. award, and I've got to give it to the old lady zombie, the one where the the, the sister walks up, oh, and yeah. you know you get this little do- docile zombie. I don't. This is literally the best zombie award mm. because it's chill. It wasn't didn't seem all that angry or anything. Uh, well, I was going to give a best zombie award, but it's actually the worst zombie award. And, and oh. yeah, it goes to the COO zombie who just oh, ruins yeah. my day, right? Um, yes. He's just the worst. I can't stand that guy. He's like the worst. He's the worst. He makes everything bad happen. He makes everything bad in this movie happen. Yonsuk, he is. Young Sook sucks, is what I have to say. He is the worst. <laughs> he, he is the worst. Right? <laughs> He's the worst. Yes. So uh, he, there's my worst zombie award. But let's get into our final thoughts and tiered rating, Alex. What do you think? What are your final thoughts about Train to Busan? Yeah, yeah. I think this one definitely deserves a spot as a Godzilla tier zombie film. Um, this is some of the this is the best in quality and quantity characters that we've gotten in quite some time, maybe even the whole run of our zombie series. Mm. And I'm very impressed by that. And I'm not only impressed by that, but I'm impressed with how they handle all of these train sequences and the horror and the zombies and just everything feels like it is done with purpose. Yes. Is it maybe silly that Songhua is punching zombies in the mouth with his bare fist and not getting bitten? Yeah, it's a little goofy um, at, at times. But overall, I think this is a really stellar zombie film uh, that is definitely mandatory viewing for anyone that's a, a fan of mm. the genre. What about you? Yeah, I think this is going to fall right into... Uh, a lower tier Godzilla film for me. It just kind of gets uh-huh. over that Gamera tier, and I think it need to land in that Godzilla tier because it is different, right? I, I mentioned last week with World War Z. I mentioned how there was something slightly generic to the film, despite me being entertained by the film. Um, it, it's it's it might have been fun to watch, but it wasn't memorable. I, I'm not. I don't think I'm going to be returning to World War Z. Uh, or be thinking about World War Z when I think about zombie movies, uh, even in the near future. Mm -hmm. But with something like this, I I think we get enough unique elements. Um, The tone is unique. The ending is is crushing. Um, The setting is really cool and and different. And the characters, it comes back to that. They they grow, um, and we get to watch that growth happen on screen through just relationships that some existed and were uh, kind of reinforced and built and some were brand new, but it was the relationships of these characters that really kept them uh, going into the end and kept us invested in the characters so that when they did get, get it at the end, we were surprised because we couldn't believe that the film was doing this to us. Um, And we were upset, (laughs) right? We were upset that the, the film was doing this to us. Um, because it had built enough uh, connection between 
the audience and the characters that we cared. And that says something about film. It says something about zombie films in particular, where you expect most people to die. Um, here, yeah. you're hoping for, for something better. And even though we didn't get it, um, it was the journey that really got us there that, that had so much tension that mattered. So in the end, Alex, mm -hmm. it was the journey that really mattered. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is a uh, lower-tier Godzilla film for me. I, I really enjoyed it, despite some of my zombie logic complaints and maybe a bit over the top at the end and the ending. Um, I did enjoy this film. Excellent. Now, Eric, what are we doing next week? Next week, we have got our zombie recap episode. I, I'm excited. Ooh. We're going to wrap up this Zombies Through the Decades um, series. So I'm, I'm excited. I think we're both uh, a little bit ready to, to get through our zombies. Uh, maybe it is that, that nihilistic feel that we get at the end of most of these that ha have, has burned us out a little bit. But I think we'll be excited to go back and revisit in our recap episode, yeah. which if you haven't heard a recap episode before, definitely check those out. Those are fun because we, we take a look at all of our movies and we give overall awards and we rank our movies and debate our movies. Um, and it's usually a pretty good time. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah I, I, good. It is going to be yeah. good because we've got, uh, I think we're going to have a lot of debate in our middle, but I in think our top two are going to be I, very similar. Our tops are pretty similar. Um, might not be what people expect. It might be if you've listened, but uh, I think it's going to be fun either way. Mm -hmm. As always, thank you for listening to Monsters vs. Men. You can leave feedback on this episode at mvmpod.com or email us at mvmpod at gmail.com. Become a bargain base mite at patreon.com forward slash mvmpod and receive weekly bonus content, including special reviews, interviews, and host chats. And if you can't join at this time, a review or share always helps. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornett. Executive producers are Kevin Alexander, Faye Basier, John Freeman, and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, comma, Rock Band for PlayStation 3, which forms Cell Block B, Louis Loops, Senior Honda, Drew the Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next time, don't be a conductor and leave the train. And try, <laughs> try to, to stay, stay alive. alive. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. I'm not sure what to make of that conductor. I, he seemed like a really good guy. I liked he him. Did. He was a little oblivious, but oblivious. He, but. He, was a, he was a hero, kind of, except for kind he of. didn't realize how bad the CEO was, I guess. A little oblivious. <laughs>